0: every area of our lives whether it's a relationship or a material object whether it's our belief systems and and patterns of thinking or behavior our habits even our sense of self we cling to and hold on to and i guess where it becomes most apparent and most frustrating is when we find ourselves holding on
1: to our pain and again we rarely even consider it because we feel stuck as if the anger,
0: the sadness, the need to be right, examples of feelings that we think are being done to us, it's got a hold of me. Beyond politics and above religion, a moral authority exists known globally as the Ageless Wisdom. It's the study of consciousness, the mystery of awareness, which cannot be measured, yet will not be denied. This podcast from Michael Benner's Wisdom of the Soul class features weekly lessons in metaphysics, mysticism, and esoteric philosophy. Those who attend live and free of charge on Zoom may also participate in group meditation and Q&A. Register for our newsletter at michaelbenner.com. Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Banner. Hey, good morning everybody and welcome to today's episode, today's edition of Wisdom of the Soul presented by the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. I was watching some of my uh, past classes and it occurs to me that I've failed to mention for some time that I do private work, I do private intensives one-on-one sessions by phone or zoom usually telephone people like zoom whatsapp facetime doesn't matter whatever whatever floats your boat uh first one's free and that's usually about 30 minutes or so and then you can book a one hour or a 90 minute although there's no obligation so if you want to check that out and uh see what it's about Um, Bring me your problems, your need to make a decision, your anxieties and stresses and confusion, and we'll offer you not advice, but practical and portable tools to help you sort through it yourself. That's the difference between what I offer and psychotherapy. It's an educational alternative to psychotherapy. So to learn more about that or to schedule yourself with my online calendar, just go to michaelbenner.com and uh, actually on the homepage, the landing page, you see a big red circle where you can schedule the initial session for free and, as I say, no obligation. When and if you're unable to attend this class, Wisdom of the Soul, on Sunday morning, you can find it on YouTube in its entirety as a video search Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. An edited version without the uh, meditation and the Q and A is available as an audio podcast wherever you get your podcasts, all aggregators and podcatchers, and player apps and directories and such. I think we're pretty, uh, Pretty much everywhere i've done my best to you can even say hey siri or hey alexa or hey google or ask your audio assistant to uh, play ageless wisdom mystery school and they do it pretty amazing pretty amazing time we live in today we're going to talk about letting go which i think is Man, so important, this is such a cornerstone of personal and transpersonal development. Uh, The holding on is a problem. And what are we holding on to? And why do we do it? Why do we hold on to our pain? Why do we hold on to our suffering? Why do we feel stuck as if our anxiety is holding on to us or our problems are clinging to us, and we can't shake them when in fact, if what I say has merit, we're holding on to it or them. <laughs> and what is this phenomena of mind that creates these attachments uh, essentially I, I I think it's really quite simple the implications are extraordinary and, and very complex, We're all the way down to the meaning and purpose of life. We feel separate and alone, and we appear to be separate and alone, because as spiritual beings or beings of some sort of energy, we are incarnated into separate bodies in a world of separate form. We've always heard, uh, no two solid objects can occupy the same space at the same time. And so we shouldn't be surprised that our life is filled with efforts to reach out and make a connection. Uh, whether it's in conversation or a smile, a chuckle or a laugh, a uh, holding hands or a wonderful hug, uh, or making love or, uh, Even that sweet nostalgia of waving goodbye. Connection, connection, that's what we want. Our attraction to material goods is not dissimilar. In other words, let me say it without the double negative, is related. (laughs) Our our connection, one might even say obsession with material objects. Uh, That Amazon package arrives at the door and it feels like Christmas morning. And it's just every area of our lives, whether it's a relationship or a material object, whether it's our belief systems and and patterns of thinking or behavior, our habits, uh, even our sense of self, we cling to and hold on to. And I guess where it becomes most apparent and most frustrating is when we find ourselves holding on to our pain. And again, we rarely even consider it because we feel stuck as if the anger, the sadness, the need to be right. These are the three I chose in the newsletter this week. Examples of feelings that we think are being done to us. So uh, I'd like to shake this anger. I just can't seem to put it down. It's got a hold of me. And someone says to you, well, get a grip. And then you hold on even tighter. Or sadness. It doesn't occur to us that we're holding on to sadness. But don't we play the sad stories over and over and over when we are depressed? Don't we review all the reasons that we're depressed as if that's going to help us put it down? Or the need to be right. Maybe you've made some progress with that. Maybe, Maybe you've decided understanding is really superior and you've softened as you matured well these are just some of the areas we're going to explore and it really all begins when we talk about letting go with letting go of muscular tension and that's what meditation is so let's do our opening meditation and prepare for today's class so find your position get comfortable in the furniture
1: wherever you may be, however you may be sitting. Cross-legged on a cushion or on your bed. Drifting upward toward the waking state. And now, open your eyes wide awake, eyes open wide
0: awake, back in the room. Take a big breath. And exhale slowly. Maybe stretch a little. Get back in your body. Make sure sure your toes are in the toe places and your fingers are in the finger places. (laughs) Get all plugged in. And uh, welcome back. Thank you for that. It's pretty far out, you know? Letting go is the path to expanded awareness. Letting go is the path to higher consciousness. Awareness, consciousness, love, they're all the same thing. It's understanding. It's getting hip to the trick. It's, oh my God, I've been watching a movie. I got so into this movie that I forgot I was in a movie theater. This was me. (laughs) I can think of several movies where I got lost in the movie, especially, you know, like horror films or movies that really scared me. Uh, Jurassic Park. My unconscious mind totally forgot that I was watching colored light flashing on a on a white wall in a movie theater in Century City, and I left that movie theater knowing consciously. My my little conscious mind knew that I had just seen a film. I think I paid thirty dollars for popcorn. How could you forget? And yet. I'm uh, driving around L.A. looking for dinosaurs on the on the horizon. I just, <laughs> I had to talk about holding on, right? I, it took me a while to shake that. And uh, so life's the same way. We are assembling these movies in our brains, right? All you're getting is reflected light. And it's perceived by this optic nerve that vibrates because everything is vibration. And then somewhere in the back of the brain, an image is assembled. And of course, it's upside down and backwards, so the brain has to flip it around. And uh, I think I told the story of like 20 years ago. I had some serious hemorrhaging in my eyes and there was blood pooling in the bottom of my eyes. But my brain observed it as pooling in the top of my eyes. It was the weirdest thing. It was like uh, looking at a pool of water while I'm standing on my head. You know, it was up here. That, and and then I remembered my high school science and the nature of optics and the way lenses reverse the image. And of course, the doctors fixed all of that and it went away but if they had not if that image had remained for enough time i don't know days or weeks or months or whatever at some point the brain would have gone oh i see wait a minute and gotten that turned around and inverted uh inverted and reversed and i would have seen it at the uh at the bottom of my eyes and we could talk about optical illusions it's just an absolute miracle and so too hearing We talked about this a few weeks ago. I mean, my vocal cords are vibrating. Everything's energy. Everything vibrates. That vibrates the air. That's picked up by this way too expensive microphone and sent as vibrations down a wire and through a a microphone adapter and into the computer and through the modem and out on the internet and you get it. And it comes through vibrating and vibrates a speaker, a paper, speaker cone or earbuds or headphones or some sort of diaphragm is vibrating and that vibrates the air and that vibrates the eardrum and that signal is sent into the brain and you hear me just as if you're sitting next to me what a miracle And we say well that's reality i hear you well is it any wonder that 10 different people are going to hear a single statement in 10 different ways (laughs) with a hundred different implications. That's why eyewitnesses always come up with a different story. Five people saw the car accident. They have five very different stories of what happened. Eyewitness accounts are usually very unreliable in that way because we're all seeing a different movie. We're all experiencing a different reality a different appearance of things we have our biases what if you just let go of all of that what if you let go and stood back i don't mean let go and become unconscious we don't meditate to escape we meditate to wake up it's about letting go to become more conscious and more aware and 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 when you combine this with An absence of judgment.
1: We stop being so judgmental and just observe. You find life is not happening to you. Life is happening. But the to you is a matter of you taking it personally. You see? Life doesn't happen
0: to you. It didn't happen to you. It's not happening to me. It's happening. And, and and I involve myself somehow. I get in the way, right? Gridlock on the freeway in L.A. It didn't happen to you. It just happened, and you happened to be
1: there. Don't take it so personally. Why get upset? Right? Accept what you cannot control. That's the problem with holding on and grasping and
0: clinging and clutching, which is what the mind wants to do. It's looking for control. It wants to control. Why? Because it's terrified. Because fear. We did a class just a couple of weeks ago on the nature of fear. Let's talk about fear for just a minute. It's really fundamental to this holding on thing and the ability to let go on the shattering and scattering of conscious
1: awareness making us really quite dense and dull that's what stress does it makes us i don't want to say
0: stupid actually i do want to say it but it's <laughs> it's, it's not accurate we're not stupid
1: we're brilliant but when we're stressed we become unaware And that's what fear is. Fear has nothing to do with danger. I don't care what the
0: dictionaries tell you. They're wrong. Fear has absolutely nothing to do with danger at all or any kind of threat, real or imagined. Fear is a feeling, one of the most basic fundamental
1: feelings associated with not understanding things. Fear is ignorance. Fear is unawareness. Fear is a lack of consciousness. And you can call it anxiety and say, well,
0: many clinicians will do this. Fear is a response to danger. Anxiety is a response to overstimulation and confusion. No, it's all the same. Well, what about just a little bit of worry? Or I'm just I'm not afraid, I'm just a little nervous. Or who me? I'm, I'm not afraid. I have my concerns, but you can't call it fear. Yeah, you could.
1: If you had the courage to recognize what it really is, whether it's a little or a lot, just a concern, a little worry, nervousness, mild apprehension, panic, terror, horror, freak out. And everything in between,
0: a little or a lot, it's all the same thing. Fear, anxiety, stress, muscular tension and pressure that result from that, the holding on. It's all a response to not understanding. It's confusion. It's uncertainty. It's ignorance. And if fear is too frightening of a word and ignorance
1: too insulting, then call it anxiety and confusion i would understand how they promote each other whether you call it fear or anxiety or i'm just slightly
0: concerned it's a feeling of trepidation of apprehension of fear of oh no what's going to happen i don't know but the irony is that it creates confusion anxiety fear whatever you call it it scatters it shatters and scatters awareness confuses us right in the middle of an argument with someone you love and care about you never had a great idea (laughs) you're not suddenly gobsmacked oh my god i just had this brilliant idea the creative process is such that you're never creative when you're stressed unless it's a pure accident Creativity, a rich imagination, profound understanding and insight is a relaxation skill. Even concentration is a letting go. That's letting go empowers you. Stress and tension holding on disables you. Letting go enables you in the best sense of the word. I know enabling has a <laughs> negative connotation in the field of codependence but you know what i'm saying stress tension muscular tension holding on whether it's freaking out or just being a little nervous makes things worse which is scary so that compounds the fear which makes you even more ignorant and confused which is terrifying and now you're even more afraid more confused and more afraid and it's that vicious cycle of fear and ignorance
1: that we call being stuck and feel as if it's holding on to us.
0: I I just can't seem to shake the feeling that something horrible is going to happen. I will confess that I spent much of my life waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I I bet you know exactly what I'm talking about. My brain told me My muddled, confused, stressed out brain said that there was some strategy that was in my
1: interest, some benefit, a means of being careful in perpetual worry, always looking out what's going to happen next. What horrible thing. You know, I just got everything in order.
0: I mean, almost in order. Nobody's ever finished their to-do list. But things are pretty much in order. Now I'm looking around for everything to fall apart. It's going to happen any day, any minute now. Something horrible is going to happen. I just know it. I feel it in my body. I'm a pretty intuitive person. And I know things are going to go south eventually. And of course, because you reap what you sow, sure enough, that expected obsession manifests in your life. Uh, Now we have evidence. See, I told you something horrible was going to happen. That's why I'm a pessimist. It's not pessimism. It's realism. I'm a realist. I can't be an optimist. I'm a realist. I know everything falls
1: apart eventually. Okay you want to dig up the dirt in the backyard and add soil
0: amendment and rake it over smoothly and make a nice nice patch of ground and then plant weeds and briars and brambles and and how about some poison ivy go ahead the earth will
1: happily grow that for you if on the other hand instead of worry which promotes this
0: holding on and more worry and fear and more confusion
1: and more holding on, what if we replace that with its antithesis? Another kind of
0: circle, but this one, not a vicious cycle of fear and ignorance pulling us
1: down, but an upward spiral. What would the antithesis be? What is the opposite of fear? Well, it's love. And what's the opposite of ignorance? Well, it's understanding. Don't those words go together? Love and understanding? You've heard that. you probably
0: heard peace, love, and understanding. Didn't Elvis Costello do a song?
1: (laughs) Peace, love, and understanding. So notice, you have the same cycle, though, that peaceful
0: loving feeling not only promotes understanding and insight and wait a minute i took a breath and i relaxed i let go i let go that's our lesson today let it go of what i let go of the holding on (laughs) what was that caused by fear what's that about not understanding i let go of all of that and i began to understand And that was a big relief ah, oh, well, I understand now. I have options. I have choices. So that enhances the peace, makes you more aware. That's what love is, consciousness, awareness. So that promotes understanding, which makes you more loving, more conscious, more aware, promotes understanding. Same cycle, but this one is up. We touched on this a week or two ago. It certainly bears repeating. And the question is, well, How do I get from the downward vicious cycle of fear and ignorance, that holding on cycle, to the upward love and understanding? If you've ever wondered about that biblical phrase, or it occurs in philosophy a lot outside of organized religion, about love driving out evil, it's love driving out fear. And how does that do that? How does love drive out fear? and evil which is based on fear and ignorance evil presents itself only when there is ignorance well love drives out evil love drives out fear in the same way that understanding drives out ignorance by virtue of what it really is in the same way that heat shatters cold there is no struggle cold is
1: not a power or a force right your refrigerator your freezer doesn't make cold it's not a thing.
0: It just pumps out heat. Heat is real. In, in the same way, light vanquishes shadow. Shadow is not a thing. It has no source. It has no speed. What's the speed of shadow? What's
1: the speed of darkness? Where does it come from? Um, I don't know. But we do know that about light.
0: Light has a speed, 186,000 miles a second. Same as
1: uh, radio. That's the speed of energy. And light has a source. It may be a star or sun.
0: It could be uh, a lamp, a candle, a fireplace, a lightning bug. It has to have a source. Light is a thing. It's real. Darkness is the absence. They're opposite in terms only of semantics. See, there really is no struggle between good and evil, is there?
1: There's just understanding and ignorance. So, what do we do? We educate people. We raise consciousness. This is where I changed careers. I came out of college having no idea what to do. I was a hippie.
0: I was totally, you know... Well, I I mean, I did pretty well in school. I got a degree. I'm proud of... (laughs) proud of the fact that I I did earn a a bachelor's degree from a major university, Michigan State, and a great football team and basketball team at that. Uh, And that was sort of surprising that I was able to do that. But I was lost. I was this counterculture rock and roller, you know. I had no idea what to do. And I just stumbled into radio. And I couldn't do top 40. I couldn't talk fast enough to be one of those top 40 DJs and I wanted to be in radio so I figured well I'll do the news besides I was really interested I'd been interested in folk music and you know Bob Dylan and Pete Seeger and and all these communists that were singing these uh, you know Woody Guthrie and organizing labor and, and opposing war and civil rights and I mean even the commercial Peter Paul and Mary and just singing Dylan's tunes, and so I had some politics, of course, actually, I had a draft card that that makes you <laughs> that makes you political really quickly. so I thought I'll do the news. Well, I did that, and after fifteen years or something of doing the news, I realized this is not the truth I'm looking for rewriting news releases and Wire stories about government and politics this is not the truth i'm looking for and so i began searching psychology and positive psychology was just beginning until that time it had been almost all abnormal psych studying uh, schizophrenia and paranoia and
1: uh, personality disorders like uh, you know, narcissism or borderline, and uh,
0: the idea of why don't we study healthy, happy people and see if we can figure out why they're healthy and happy? What are they doing? That really came out of the 1960s, and uh, until that time, like I say, it was it was abnormal psych, and it was running rats through mazes. And then we started studying what healthy, happy people were doing. And the human potential movement came out of that. And I learned meditation and I learned self-hypnosis. I've employed hypnotherapy for years with my clients. If they're interested in hypnosis and hypnotherapy, that's what we call it. If they don't bring it up, it's meditation or guided imagery. There's really no difference. I could do a class on that. The difference between. Hypnosis and meditation. There really is none.
1: <laughs> and that's what led me to this. And that's when my talk show changed. It was early on in the late 70s that, uh, as
0: I said, 15 years. It was actually more like 10 years after graduating or less that I realized things are the way they are because of the way
1: people think and feel. And if you want to change the world, you don't go out and change the world at gunpoint. The idea of a Marxist class struggle seemed to me like that who tune, here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. And I looked at
0: socialism in, in not socialism as we think of it in the. Democratic society like social security or freeways, city parks, social security. But I looked at communism, at Mao, and at the Soviet Union. There's got to be something between unfettered capitalism and tyrannical communism. There's got to be something else. And that's how I stumbled on the consciousness movement, began to study consciousness. And I'm a beginner.
1: I'm now 75 years old and i'm just begun to scratch the surface there's so much here but i'm telling you if whenever you're confused and ask yourself where does this all begin what is step one where does the begin here where do i start how do i become more aware more awake more conscious, more loving, kinder, more gentle? How do I replace that feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop as if that's a way of being careful and wise so that my life is
0: filled with this vague feeling of dread and apprehension? How do I replace that with
1: Feeling at any minute something wonderful is gonna happen. Think about it, wouldn't it be nice if that feeling of something bad's gonna happen any minute? With a feeling of any minute now, the phone's gonna ring, a package will appear at the door,
0: I'll come across something on the internet, I'll get an email, and something wonderful is going to happen i don't know what it is i don't know why i feel
1: this way it just feels like any minute now something really killer something really
0: exciting is going to happen in my life and then it does and it promotes that feeling and then when things do turn south you have the tools and you say well everything passes you know It'll fix itself. Our pool is flooding. Our pool is, we're, you know,
1: it's all, our, our backyard is all flooded. And we've been going back and forth with the pool guy. Like, seems
0: like the water's way too low, and then it floods, and then it's way too low. And now it's flooding. I'm not worried about the water bill. I'd rather not waste the water. I'm worried about the foundation, you know, under the pool, under the wall. But I have no control over that other than to call the guy and we turned off the pump. That's that's the extent of our control. So I'm optimistic about it. I have to be optimistic about it because one way or another, whatever the situation, good, bad, or otherwise, it will pass.
1: It always does. It has to. That's the nature of things. And so... Have the courage to change what you can, control what you can control.
0: Every month, you got to sit down and pay the rent or the mortgage, or you end up on the street. I understand that. You're going to drive a car, you got to buy the car, the gas, and pay for the insurance too. Certain realities, we got to do that stuff. But to adopt a more positive attitude is about letting go. Seems odd, doesn't it? even letting go of judgment when we were taught in school that the way to understand is to figure it out, slice it, dice it, break it down, chop it into fine little bite-sized pieces, and then you'll understand. Maybe greater understanding
1: comes from looking at something without judging it at all. Maybe judgment at limit, is limiting
0: isn't that what logic is? Deductive, subtracting, breaking into little pieces, general to specific. Letting go is inductive. It's the other way. It's specific to general. Letting go
1: allows you to see the bigger picture. Including this will pass. It always it always does. And if your life's really great, that'll pass too. And the shoe will drop and The pool will flood or dishwasher breaks or stuff happens. So what? Handle it, it'll pass. To be the watcher instead of the doer, to just identify as the human
0: being rather than the human doing, much less the human micromanaging. Take a breath, relax, let go. You don't have to micromanage everything and then when it does resolve itself, we take credit for it. It's like, well, see, it's a good thing that I was micromanaging all these decisions and well, what did you do, Michael? Well, I really worried a lot. I, I stressed myself out, I, 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 I wrung my hands, I rang my hands, what's the word, wranged? <laughs> I rang to my hands. I really kind of worried and then it got resolved. Well, maybe it would have resolved itself with a minimal minimal amount of effort and you didn't need all that worry and doubt and
1: fear and holding on and feeling like it was done to you.